Hello once again, brothers and sisters. I'm glad to be with you one more time. We're talking about the word covenant. And as I said in earlier messages, the word covenant means agreement. And we kind of talking about the New Testament. Word testament, it means a person's will. You know, when you die, you leave a personal will. It's, it's the will, especially when it pertains unto personal things. Well, God's will is, or his testament to us is, is that we prosper and be in health even as our soul prospered. God's will is prosperity. Now, if you see a Christian with a Lamborghini, that means from now on, you're going to say, well, God's will towards that person is working, right? <laughs> that was a trick question. Because, see, most people, if they see a Christian uh, uh, prospering, like if they see a minister or something prospering and he had a private jet, most Christians think that's a bad thing. They think it's the devil. And But God's will is that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prosper. In other words, prosper, that's financially. Health, that's your health prospering. And your soul, that's your spirit because you're being fed the word. Three different areas, as I said earlier. You know what I'm saying? So God's will is that you have money. God, you, if you read the scriptures, there's no doubt that Joseph was rich, man of God. You read the scriptures, no doubt that Abraham was rich, a man of God. You would have saw Abraham, if he was living in today's society, he would be like Warren Buffett and Bill Gates. He would have a jet and so forth and so on. But many of the Christians would criticize him for being rich. But that's God's will, that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospered. I'm not apologizing for saying it. Now, God never had a problem with person have, having money. He just don't want the money to have you. You remember the, the rich man, the money had him. Well, he couldn't even give a man crumbs from his table. Now, if you go read about David, David was a, a, a rich man. In one place, he gave all of them a pound of flesh for a celebration. The whole country got a piece of uh, 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 meat. So, you know, you got to, you know, Solomon used his money to build temples for the Lord. Things of that sort. So you got to uh, understand the scripture. It's not money that is the root of all evil. It's the love of it. As long as you don't love it, you know what I mean? There's nothing wrong with it. Like I said, no doubt. Joseph, great man of God, rich. Isaac. The Bible say Isaac sold into the ground in the 26th chapter of Genesis and reaped that same year a hundredfold. So, yes, God want, wants you to have money. God wants you to be healthy and God wants you to grow up spiritually. He don't want you to remain on milk the whole time. He wants you to be able to eat a steak. You know what I mean? So God is a covenant keeping God. So if that's his will, if you're having financial trouble, you need to say, Lord, I'm in covenant. Lord, I'm walking in love. See, your part of the covenant is the walk in, walk in love. Loving him and loving your neighbor. So if you got financial trouble, you'll simply say, Lord, I'm walking in love. Lord, I'm, I'm in covenant. And Lord, you agreed, Lord Jesus, to release finances to me. Oh, yes. Remind the Lord of his covenant. 
if you get sick in your body. See, I'm learning as you as I'm teaching you. I'm learning this. I just learned this. I didn't learn to remind the Lord. Lord, I have a covenant of healing with you. Lord, you promised me in your word that by your stripes I'm healed, and I receive that covenant. I receive that healing according to your agreement. Now, if I'm if I'm not walking in love, God, God show me. If I'm if that's something I need to do, I need to forgive somebody, or I need to talk right to some people, or treat people a little differently. Lord, reveal it to me. But my God, I'm going to walk in love because I want I want healing, I want finances, and I want to be able to talk to you, Holy Father, Lord Jesus. I want to be able to talk to you and have fellowship. So I'm willing to put pride down. I'm willing to renounce pride. I'm willing to lower myself. Hallelujah. To kiss the feet of Jesus. To wash his feet. Hallelujah. That I may receive of the covenant. That I may eat the good. I'm willing and obedient. That I may eat the good of the land. Hallelujah. So I'm willing to humble myself. I'm willing to walk in love. I'm willing to fellowship with the Lord. Loving the person, you want to fellowship with them, right? Man, when you first met that old pretty girl you got, boy, you couldn't get enough of her. Man, you couldn't get enough of her. You wanted to, to be there with her. You wanted to quickly consummate the relationship quick as you could. And you did that because you, you just couldn't get enough of her. You loved her. Well, that's how it is about this word, about scripture, about prayer. That's loving the Lord, spending time in prayer and fellowship. Hallelujah. People are going to do stuff to you. That's part of the test and trial. Don't you know that Satan know that if he can get you out of love, he can get you out of covenant, and that he's going to hit your finances, that he can hit your, your body? He knows that. That's why you have your best friend go, go uh, slander you to somebody or something to that effect. People you love do stuff to you. Most of the time it's the people that's closest to you that are going to do stuff to you. Why? Satan knows that because he's trying to get you out of love. And, and you probably hurt some people close to you. You just probably forgot about it or don't remember it or trying to act like you don't know what I'm talking about. But what I'm saying is most of the time it's going to be somebody close to you that's going to hurt you. Why? Satan knows that if he gets you out of covenant, agreement. We have an agreement with God. We do certain things. He do certain things. He's going to do way more than we do. He gave us two things to do, and he's going to do several things. Man, he's going to do wondrously. Hallelujah. He's going to bring you ice cream when you don't want ice cream, roses when you don't want roses. He's a good husband, man. And we are good. We want to be good brides of Christ. Hallelujah. Let's go to uh, Isaiah, Isaiah, the 43rd chapter. I challenge you to read the whole chapter. I love it. But I don't have time to read the whole thing. I want to, but I don't have time. So I'm going to skip around. Let's start at Isaiah 43 and at verse 1. It says, but, but now, thus said the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel. I love how he put that. Because your spirit was created before you was formed in the womb. I love how God acknowledged that in this scripture. I didn't see that till, you know, uh, Sunday when I was uh, studying for this message. But now does said the Lord that created thee, O Israel, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not. For I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by thy name, thou art mine. And he's not just talking to Jacob, O Israel. He's talking to you. He's called you. When you confess Jesus as your Lord and Savior, 
It was him drawing you to him to cause you to do that. Verse two, when thou pass it through the waters, when you go through trouble, I will be with thee. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When you go through these trials and tribulations, he's going to be with you. Say, Lord, I know you're going to be with me. Say it again. Lord, I know you're going to be with me. He's going to be with you. This, this, these things is not going to overflow you. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burnt. You're not, was the Hebrew boys burnt? When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burnt. Neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. They didn't even smell like smoke. For I am the Lord thy God, thy Holy One of Israel, thy Savior. I gave Egypt for thy ransom, Ethiopia, and see before thee. Yeah, they was an atonement. God opened up the Red Sea and let, the, let, let their sins be upon the Egyptians, kind of like an atonement. But let's drop down uh, the verse 26. Uh, There's a lot of stuff I got to skip, but I'm running out of time. It says, I, even I, am he that blotted out thy transgressions for mine own sake and will not remember thy sins. Now, if somebody always bringing up what you done done and remembering your sins, they're not operating in the spirit of God. That's the spirit of the accuser of the brethren. Verse 26, it says, put me in remembrance. Let us plead together. Declare thou that thou mayest be justified. So you put God in remembrance of what he promised to do in this covenant. Lord, you promised me long life. Lord, you promised me, Lord, that you'll not remember my sins. Lord, you promised to heal my body. I'm in covenant. We have an agreement. God does not break covenant. Remind him of that. God, you never broke covenant. Hallelujah. Show me if I broke it so I can repent and get back in agreement. I got a lot to say, brothers and sisters. I'm out of time. Be blessed.